morning, everybody. Jesus is Lord on this Sunday morning. But I want to give you good news. He's always Lord. Jesus is always Lord. You know, it's always good to come together with people that are born again, people that love Jesus. And we come here for one purpose, and that's to worship Him. And then while we're here, we get to have fellowship, and then we get to hear the Word of God. The Bible tells us that the Word of God is alive, it's active, it's sharper than a two-edged sword. The Bible tells us that His Word will go all through us, even to the joints and to the marrow. So I'm expecting something good to happen today. Well, that's pretty good, but I'm expecting something good to happen today. Oh, there you go. There you go. You know, when, when we turn our hearts and lives to Jesus, that's good. And I often tell people when I'm teaching or preaching or ministering that God is good. When good things happen, good things come from God. Evil and bad things come from the devil. It's very easy for me. I just put a line up there at the top, and then I put a line in between. I put God, and I put good. I put Satan, and I put evil. And so I just start going down the good things that, that happens, and I can easily put them under evil, good. And then I can easily put the other things under evil. So I can separate God is good. Satan is evil. Faith, the Bible says, Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But on the other hand, Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. So I'm expecting God's abundance and his blessings to be here with us today. Can you say amen to that? Well, I want to just stand and let's go to prayer and let's believe God just to minister and to move in the hearts of people that are here in the building with us. And we have people that's not here um, and viewing somewhere. And then those that have called in and said they're sick and then text and then some did not. But others that are out with COVID, uh, I want us to pray for them. And then I was talking to a friend that used to be here with us for almost two years, Pastor Al Rowan. We, we spent some time on the phone last night. And Linda is in the hospital today with COVID. And uh, we want to just believe God for healing power to come to Linda. Wasn't good news that he was giving me about Linda. But we're believing God. By the time the service is over, he said, I'm going to go visit Linda, and, <clears throat> and I'm going to call. And I said, well, I believe when you call, you'll give me some good news about Linda. And they were with us here for a couple of, of years, and, you know, they were in the ministry, and have still in the ministry for over uh, I guess close to 50 years now, had the big church up in uh, Pennsylvania, and then came here and helped us, and now they're down in Warner Robins, Georgia, helping uh, Daryl <clears throat> um, Yarborough, sorry about that, and Daryl was here with us for a while too, but anyways, pastoring a great huge church down in Warner Robins, Georgia now. So let's just go to prayer and ask God's blessings on everyone here and everyone watching. Father, we come into the throne room of grace thanking you for everyone that's going to be a part of this service today. You know, Lord, we prayed at home. We prayed in the room with the 
with the people that's participating, being a part, making this service possible. And so as we're coming together again in the name of Jesus, we're not being redundant, Lord. We're just doing what your word says. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall yes. be opened. So we're just believing as we pray again, God, your goodness, your blessings, and your mercy is falling upon everyone. Go into that hospital room in Warner Robins, Georgia, and touch Linda today. Touch Linda today, and when I say touch, I'm talking about healing, Lord, from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. COVID, you have no right in her body to stay there, so we command you to get out and let her come through this totally well without any, any symptoms or problems thereafter, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for those others. We won't mention their names. I didn't get permission to mention their names, Lord. For those that are not here and that have COVID and those that can't come because they've been close to the person that has. So we ask blessings, healing upon all of them. In Jesus' name, we thank you for healing, for deliverance, for blessings, for salvation, yes. for fellowship, for your word being anointed, your glory falling in this place today. Amen and amen. Are y'all ready to worship?
Aren't you glad we have a God that we can come to and say, Lord, I just need your peace? Aren't you glad we've got a God that we can go to and say, Lord, I need your healing? And I'm so grateful that we can do all of this in faith, not only believing, but knowing that Jesus took it all to the cross. Took it all to the cross. Your sickness, your disease, your suffering, your pain, your fear, your anxiety, your depression, all on the cross. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And surely He bore our sorrows. And by His stripes, hallelujah, don't you know that we're healed today? We are healed today. And I'm here to tell you, that's not where Jesus stayed. (laughs) That grave is empty. How many of you know that grave is empty? And guess what? God is still on His throne in the midst of it all. 
God is still on the throne in the midst of what the news says. God is still on his throne in the midst of what our neighbors say. God is still on his throne. No matter what anyone would say, God is still on his throne. Come on, give him a clap of praise. Give him a shout of praise in this place. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Well, God is still on his throne. God is still on his throne. Don't worry about my future. Everybody, oh, well, God is still on his throne. God is still on his throne. I don't worry about the future for this one thing. I know God is still on his throne. Don, would you sing it? For 
Let's lift up his name. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Wow. What an anointing here this morning. We prayed before, didn't we? We prayed for God to anoint us and send his glory down. And I'm telling you, that, that is powerful. To him, glory and honor today. Amen. You know, I'd like for you to do something for me. I don't remember the, which one it was, but I want you to go back to that song where it's saying you're worthy in there. That, do you know which one that is? Okay, I want to do that one more time. I feel like we're not done yet. And I feel like we got to worship just a little bit more. You that are watching somewhere in the world, why don't you just stand on your feet if you're in your house or if you're in your car, get out. You know, I know a lot of people watch their car, you know. They do. I mean, don't be driving and watching, though, you know. We want you to park if you're going to watch. But I know people say, well, I'm watching from my car. Well, if wherever you're watching from, why don't you just stop? Worship with us right here, and let's believe God that He's going to let His healing virtue, His power, His blessings, the windows of heaven to open on you while we're worshiping one more time. Come on, let's give Him praise.
well. Keith, would you just kind of lead us in that one more time? Put our hands together. Let's worship God. Hallelujah. Lord, you're worthy. You're worthy of it all. You're worthy of it all. Lord, in spite of everything we see going on in our world, the hurt, the pain, the loss, the death, we give you glory today. We give you thanks. We give you thanks because we know that when, when we do pass on, we pass on to something better. We're actually in your presence. And this is where we're all living for you here. So one day, when this life is over, we'll live eternally with you. So thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are worthy of it all just turn around and look at somebody smile at them and say you sure look lovely today thank you Jesus wow 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 mm. you may be seated if you can you know, uh, I wish I could sing. Me too. You wish I could or you wish you could? 
I don't know how to respond to that when somebody in the office says, me too. <laughs> but I can't, I can't, I couldn't, I can't even do close to what y'all do, but you know, I can grind every now and then. Hey, that's all good. But if I could sing, if I could sing and keep time, I'd be right here with you. Oh, you're with us. And, um, and I'd find a harmony part somewhere, you sure, know. Sure, there's a few more notes available. <laughs> well, I figured they were, you know, if I had to make up one even. Sure, but, uh, but you know, I just love, I love worship and I love music. You know, I love music as well. And um, I thank God for music. And you know, they have music in heaven. And when we get to heaven, oh my. What the choirs and singers are going to be like up there and the musicians. Wow. If this is just a little taste, I mean, just a little taste, and, and I don't mean that to take away from anything y'all have oh, done today. But then, I mean, when we get there, you know, there's not going to be any flaws. There's not going to be no rehearsals either. Because <laughs> we're in the real thing then. And I know we're in church today, but sometimes you have to prepare, you know. I spent hours preparing for today's message that I might or might not get to preach. Normally, I only get to preach about 10% of what I've prepared. So I, I, I have these series, and I never finish them because there's never, I can never get done. I mean, it just goes on and on, so I just have to change the name and go on to something else because I, I just find so much in God's Word to say about living our lives every day. You know, I, I really appreciate the Scriptures about prophecy, and I appreciate those ministers that's called to preach about prophecy and interpret scripture in that manner. But God didn't anoint me and call me to preach about all of that. Now, I can do it, and I've preached on the second coming, and I may do it again here in the next few weeks. I don't know. But God's encouraged me to be a person that just breaks down things for today's living. Because we live today. We didn't live yesterday. We don't live tomorrow. We live today. And so today is the day for us to do everything we know to do, to walk by faith, to live by faith, and to let the joy of the Lord be our strength. You say, well, what about tomorrow? Tomorrow's not here. So when tomorrow comes, it'll be today. So we only have one day. <clears throat> And that's today, because yesterday is gone. It's no more. I mean, we can look back at the good things of yesterday, but I want to remember, and I want to focus on that Jesus is alive and alive forevermore. Give him a hand clap of praise. Amen. Well, I'm so glad you came to church today, and I'm... Uh, I'm going to get ready to preach here in just a little Pastor, bit. Pastor, can I interrupt you for a second? We can take the fix. Well, I guess here. you already did. Oh, I'm sorry. I guess I should have just said, Pastor, I'm interrupting you for a second. <laughs> you know, that's pretty scary when you do that to your pastor. It is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I happen to hear that this week, the upcoming week, that there's something really special. It's an anniversary of sorts. It's a natal anniversary. 
It would be the celebration of your birth. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. Seriously, go back in oh, time. Wow. We'll find it. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> a, a long time. A long time. No, you know I'm kidding you. We love you so much, and we celebrate you. I mean, the day that you were born, that was a gift to the body of Christ, that very moment. So we just give <laughs> glory and honor for you. But there's someone who we'd like to give glory and honor here on earth as well, and that's somebody else that happens to birthday this week. You know, she ain't going to be outdone. She outdresses you. She oh, outsweets yeah. you. She outtalks you. Oh, yeah. And that's your lovely wife, Pastor and Sharon And she tells Clowers. me what to do. Excellent. She tells you what. Pastor Sharon Clowers, would you come up and be up here with the pastor? Yes. Amen. Now, 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 David, I'll just insert this. A couple of weeks ago, she was on a ladder when she shouldn't have been. Yes. I'm aware. I was sick. I should have been on the ladder. I, I feel awful. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and when she fell off from the top, mm -hmm. and she fell on, fell on her back end, you know, I, I, I'm telling you a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I was just coming in, and she was going out. Boy, was she going out in a hurry. She mm -hmm. said, I'm going home. I just fell <laughs> off of the ladder. Well, number one, I wanted to say, well, what were you doing on it to begin with? But I knew that was too late, and I knew it wouldn't have worked anyway because I've already told her, don't be doing stuff like that. But, you know, she has hurt so much in the last two weeks. She has a chair that uh, she has to sit in sometimes. Well, it's one of our chairs, but it's, it's not her chair. It's our chair, I think. Yeah, it is. And it's her chair. She lets you sit in it sometimes. Yeah, that thing, you got it. You got it, David. But anyway, she was sitting there, and she looked up at me and smiled, and she said, I don't think I'm ever going to be on ladders again. <laughs> Praise God. That's awesome. <laughs> well, there's a graphic that was up on the screen for those here in the room and those watching. David, if you could put that back up for us to see. Oh, Happy wow. birthday, Pastors Don and Sharon. Oh, You are celebrated. You. We love you. We love and respect you. We love, respect, and adore you. There is no couple anywhere, north, south, east, west, in Texas or across this land, across this country, that I believe even comes close to who you are. You both are so full of integrity, so much character, so much love. It exudes out of you. To, it doesn't matter if it's somebody on the street, somebody in the church, somebody that comes and sings or plays for the first time, or if it's somebody you've known your whole life. You reach out and you give them of yourself yes. without any abandon. Yeah, yeah. And that all started, I believe, when you were about the size of little Noah back there. <laughs> and you came out, I feel certain pastor, just a screaming. You know, you were probably doing tent revivals coming out of that womb, you know. <laughs> and Pastor Sharon's coming out looking for a ladder, you know. <laughs> Well, we want to do something real special for you guys. And uh, Mark, if you could escort uh, your lovely wife made up here. Oh, She's wow. going to take Pastor Sharon's mic so that way we can get some effects on it. Wow. And, um, wow. Wow. So if you all, you two would just kind of stand this direction, Pastor, over here. Where do you want us? Over here. And you face Maida. Just stand. stand face Maida? Come over here, buddy. No, no, no. You stand oh. by Pastor. Oh, Sharon. okay. All right. Okay. I don't know. I'll just. Well, you know, that'll work. How about, Pastor, are you coming and standing in front of Dawn? Like, just stand across from them. You know, when they were born, they weren't oh. born with a rule book. It went any instructions. No, I'm not used <laughs> to being told where to stand, you know, but this is okay. All right. 
I'm, I'm humble. Oh, absolutely. I'm humble. I'll you do know, what we, you tell we, me. We love Miss Maida around here. Uh, oh, we do. She's got something real special that she's going to share with oh. you right now. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, dear pastors. Happy birthday. I said happy birthday. Happy birthday to go just yet. Don't go just yet. All right. This is just too much. Pastor, everyone that's here today, there's a card from them that they've brought and put in there. You've got a lovely cake at the end of the service that will all be cut up in individual containers with a fork. Go, go through the main lobby and there will be a piece that you can share anything's left over. That is you, so you can have leftovers. I can have the leftovers. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And um, I just want you to know that all of this comes from Experience Life Church Aww. to the pastor We're of this lovely organization and this We're wonderful body of Christ. Can, can, is it heavy? <laughs> I just want everybody to see how beautiful this is. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. If y'all can get close enough, I can smash it in your face. <laughs> I'm not going to let you do that. I'm not going to let you do that. But you, you know, David, thank you all for all of this. But one thing I want to say, when Maida was singing Happy Birthday, I almost thought she was singing a, a, a Christian song or something. I wanted to start worshiping while she was singing Happy Birthday. Well, when you're anointed... Everything comes out anointed. Well, that's what I was, that's what it was. Absolutely. I'm standing there thinking, this doesn't sound like happy birthday to me. This sounds like Holy Ghost worship. Because you're a Holy Ghost preacher. Amen. Amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody. This is just awesome. What are you going to say, lovely? Well, I tell you, this is such a surprise to see everyone and the song, everyone that had a participated in this I can't thank you enough and you know um, from the very first start of worship it's like uh, a flood just overcame on me I've been you know for the last two weeks I've been home uh, 
due to the fall and I haven't just been doing nothing but I've had the word on all day long and I told pastor I says you know I said this is the first time all day long I've had the word just input it in me and today from the very first start of worship it's like the anointing just fell from the top of my head to the soles of my feet and everything that I've heard in the last two weeks it's just like the culmination of it is today. Wow. And I just can't thank you enough for today. It's, you know, it's just a birthday to us, but to see the expression of your love yes. is so precious. And I just want to thank each and every one of you for that. And it's dearly, dearly precious to us. Amen. By the way, she's going to be 59. <laughs> 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 oh, 59 and a half 59 and, okay okay oh well we're so grateful for all of the things that you have just done the the cards the cake the balloons the songs everything of expressing your love to us because we're just here to minister and love people <clears throat> with no expectations of anything back except seeing you grow in the Lord. And that's what we want to see is you stand up and David Carpenter and everybody that was a part of this. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, you come in and sometimes you work hard and you pray and you go through things. But when you come and you have a surprise like this, um, when you have a surprise like this, this just, just, I don't know, it's just overwhelming. And as she said, to us, it's just another birthday. But really, we celebrate you just as much as see, you have. You see, without you, our vision wouldn't be complete. Exactly. Each and every one of you here, you are a part of our vision. And it, you know, there's been so many things in our lives. You know, I've had a lot of time on my hands, which I'm such a busy beaver. I don't take time to sit still. But I've had time these last couple weeks to think about so many things in our lives, what God has done for us. And the people that have come in our lives, the ones that have left, and I can say from the bottom of my heart, there isn't one soul that I have ill feelings towards. Because people have to do what they feel they have to do and go where they feel they have to be led to. Just like those of you that are led here, I praise God for each and every one of you. And I pray that your time here will be the fulfillment that God has put in your heart. Amen. And I just, you know, I'm just so full of thankfulness today. I think, I don't thank the fall was part of God's plan but the quietness time that I've had I've had so many so many things to be rehearsed in my mind and I'm grateful for that and I'm grateful for this wonderful man Thank you, dear. that God put in my life Thank you. well I'm more thankful <laughs> for this beautiful lady that God she's not only beautiful outside she's beautiful inside and I thank you so much for all you have done for me, even all those times when you tell me what to do. 
Maybe, Maybe I won't be as forceful this time. Well, <laughs> yesterday she said, now, don't you think you ought to get the vacuum out <laughs> and, and vacuum? And I said, well, honey, I, you didn't even give me an opportunity to do it before you start telling me to vacuum. You're lying here on your back, and the house is not dirty. I said, you, nobody's been in here. But I said, I, I had planned to go get the vacuum. And so about two minutes later, I'm up vacuuming the floor, you know. And good man, that's right. I, I mean, I know that she's not going to be lying there on her back all the time, you know. And I have to, I, you know, I have to fight with her sometimes to get her to let me vacuum. So there was no problem. I want you to go out and get up and vacuum now, you know. So anyway, thank you, dear. But thank you that you told me you're not going to climb on ladders anymore. Give her a big hallelujah, would you? Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Well, you may be seated if you can. We're so grateful for all of you that are viewing somewhere in the world, Canada, the Philippines. You know, we, we go into Ireland. We go into France. We go into um, Iceland and, and in so many of the European countries that watch us. I'm so amazed. Uh, and even in the uh, former Eastern Europe. And, and we've been blessed to have done conferences in a lot of those places, and all of them we have not. But anyway, thank you that watch here in the United States or wherever you're watching from. And in our prayer meeting Thursday night, we had people from the Philippines, we had from Trinidad, and we had the United States number of different states represented <clears throat> and so we're just grateful for god's goodness and all the people that it takes to make this possible whether you're here in this church or whether you're a part of our church somewhere else right now i'm going to receive our tithes and offerings and let me just say i'm going to take a little longer than i normally do because you know a lot of times people come up here and they put the offering in they're so used to doing that even without the containers being here being told to bring them down they they just bring them here and and um, people get up and bring their offerings and i'm grateful their tithe for, for you doing that but sometimes if there's something extra there's no time to get it the extra done so before we do this i'm going to ask in the control room could you roll the video uh, of this is one of the little places of where we've been helping people i don't know if they can thank you so much pastor john flowers for the chili car god bless you more from anyway um as you watch there, there's one of the generators sitting outside so that they can have their church. That's one of the generators that we sent. There it is right there. And then there are their cell phones. They're charging their cell phones because all the power's been out for weeks now. And so we have, this is just one of the places we have, one of the churches and one of the, 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 the little I don't know, villages, not what you call them, but I, I forgot. And then there's a sweet little note they're sending me. And uh, it's, it's all of us together that has sent money there when the typhoon came. And uh, we have, we have uh, quite a footprint. God has blessed us to have quite a footprint all through the Philippines. For several years, we were on daily television 
on a major network just like ABC or CBS or uh, one of those we were on for years and we had a beautiful office there for many years and we've been blessed to reach multiplied thousands of people we put millions of dollars there in ministers and and uh, so all the people in the Philippines are very very close to me and so we when we heard about the typhoon I just started getting calls and and um, messages from the Philippines. Pastor Don, can you help us? Pastor Don, can you help us? Well, we could only do what the people would help me do because we don't have the vast resources of a megachurch. And uh, even though we are a megachurch, sometimes the people that's out of the part of the mega don't, don't support. And, um, but you that do, thank you. And I was thinking this morning, you know, if everybody, if everybody that's watching today would send something, just, just something. You don't have to do a hundred, you don't have to do a thousand. But if you do, if everybody watching, did you know we could do thousands times more than what we're doing right now and reach multitudes more? We support people, we, we do everything. And you say, how do you do that? Well, it's because of the support that we do have. We're grateful for you here in Experience Life Church right here, you that do your part. And you never know all the things we do. We feed 100 people a day in India. And when I say 100 people, it's 100 children. We've been educating them, uh, give them academics and the Bible. For years now, we've been doing that. Some has come from grades, grade one right on through grade 12, graduated. And with such honors, some of them's got scholarships into universities. And so, you know, we have we've just tried our best to reach and minister to people, not only with the Word, but through the thing you just saw, sending generators to these people. And we got them a lot of tin. Their, their roofs were blown off of their churches and their houses. And so we purchased, they call them GI sheets over in, in uh, uh, the Philippines, but they're nothing more than just Pieces of tin, really is what they are, and they put on their roof. Thank you for all you that have helped. And bring the containers down now, and you that are giving your tithe and your offerings, you can just get up and walk on down here and put your tithe and your offerings in. You that are home, uh, go to EL Global. If y'all can just put that up there one more time. Uh, I want to give them extra chance. Go to EO Global. You'll see this on the page, and click on that. This way you can send what you want to send to elglobal.church. It'll take you right through the process. It's very easy. You can do your debit card. You can do your credit card. Or you can uh, send it to the address you see on the screen. And we do thank you so much for your support. Father, thank you for the tithe and the offerings that we have received here in the ministry center. Thank you for those that you're talking to. Uh, somewhere in the world to be a part of what's going on today. And I pray, Lord, that the remainder of this service, those that are participating and giving and worshiping, that you will open the windows of heaven to own them and minister to them. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much. I appreciate your love and support. And again, thank you, David, and everyone that participated in our birthday. What a blessing.
What a surprise. Last week I spoke on um, actions speak louder than words. And actually the, the base of this, this series, I may finish today and I may take some more time. I'm not exactly sure. We'll see how far I get today. But I think character is one of the real important parts of our life. And I take character very, very seriously. My dad was just a simple man. He was a welder by trade. <clears throat> mother and daddy had eight children. Well, they actually had nine. My mother had two sets of twins. But uh, the, the second set, one of the, there were two boys in the second set. It was a boy and a girl in the first set. But the second set of twins, it was two boys, and they named them Elisha. And Elijah. And um, Elijah didn't make it. He lived a few days and he didn't make it and he went on to heaven. But there would have been nine of us, but there was eight of us. So it was quite a, quite a story that we grew up in with that many children. And I was next to the last. And um, anyway, it was quite a, quite a thing to watch my dad over the years. He was such a man of character that I am partially the person I am today by what I saw my dad do. I never heard my dad sit me down and talk to me about character. And my daddy, my daddy was um, not an educated man, and he called character character. And um, he would say, that man's got character. And um, I knew what he was talking about, but he never sat me down. But his life example of how he dealt with situations showed me so much about character. So I'm grateful for all that my dad did to show me character. Of course, my mom was, uh, my mom was impeccable in her character as well. And such a woman of God. I just came from great roots and uh, I thank God for my roots and my heritage that I came from. And everybody that's not privileged to have that kind of a heritage, to have people that, that show you that kind of a life. And I realize as I preach and minister on this subject, a lot of people in their environments when they were brought up were never taught the same way I was taught. And I never preach anything talking down to people or condemningly because my purpose is never to say anything that would make you feel bad. It would make you want to make, it, what I say, I hope it wants you, you, you want to step up rather than to say, I can't believe he said that because I would never say anything harmful or hurtful, intentional. My only, my only hope is that if you don't know what I know or you hadn't been where I have been, that I'm only trying to show you a better way and so when I speak and minister, it may seem foreign to you because you didn't grow up that way. No, this is about what the Bible says. And so that's why I say what I say, because I understand we're all on different levels spiritually. I, I never put us on the same level, but God loves us all the same. And I love people the same, whether they're on the level of somebody else or not. But my desire is that people will want to reach higher and be more sensitive to the things of God as they hear the word preached. Now, as I said, last week I talked about your 
actions are louder than words. And actually, today I'm going to be talking about your character is showing. And um, character to me, as I said, is one of the foundations of the Christian walk. And many people never get that foundation. That's why we see so much failure in the body of Christ. And I want to say this. The character of a person reveals who you really are. Everybody say, the character of a person reveals who you really are. Now, think about what I'm going to say here. Their character determines the decisions you make in tough times. Think about that. Your character determines the decisions you make in tough times. Your character speaks much louder than your words. It's easy to say a lot of things, and I opened up last week's, and let me just kind of visit how I opened up last week for you that was not a part um, video-wise and you that are here in the church. I said I trust people for the first few months for what they tell me. I believe what they say because that's all I have to go on is your word. But if in three to six months the word, your words are different than your actions, I believe what you do more than what you say. I want to say that again. I believe what you do more than what you say. So you see, we need our words and our actions to be equal. And you know, I said last week, I said last week that, um, and I hope you can follow me, I said, your walk talks, your talk talks, but your walk talks louder than your talk talks. <laughs> Did you get that? Let me do it one more time. Your walk talks, but your talk talks, but your walk talks louder than your talk talks. Hope you got it that time. See, your character is not stagnant. It's either developing or deteriorating. It's the internal script that will determine our response to failure, success, mistreatment, and emotional pain. Think about what I just said. I have given you a whole message in, in just a few words because what's inside determines really who you are and what actions you take. And so the internal script of our, uh, our individual self is so important. And as I said just now, it's how we respond to failure, mistreatment, wrong words said to us, wrong actions done to us. So it's so important to know what's on the inside of us. And when we have the right things on the inside of us, in tough times, we make good and right decisions. We've all failed. We've all missed the mark. I have not gotten there. I'm working on it. But I'm still working until Jesus comes or until my body lies down and goes back to dust. I'm still going to work on it because I don't want to be... I've, I've failed. I've failed at different things, but I've never... I'm not a faller. Some people say, well, I'm a failure. I'm not a failure. I failed, but I'm not a failure. So there's a big difference. 
You know, we get up when we fall if we've got the Word of God in our hearts and our lives. And so I, I think about this, too. You know, a lot of people don't really understand. If you can't handle failure, you can't handle success. And so many people become successful without the foundation of character. And what happens is their, their uh, house begins to tumble down when the storms come. Because the Bible says in the parable when he was saying, he said, don't be like the man that built your house on the sand. When the rains and the storms come, it'll blow your house away. But be like the man that built his house on the rock. So when the storms came, he was able to stand. So a person of character has impact on everyone in their sphere of influence. A people, people of character stand out. And I believe that people that have godly character demonstrate spiritual and moral authority that somehow our light shines very bright. And as a Christian, we should always be advancing forward in our relationship with God, especially right now in the time that we're in. We should be advancing rather than letting the storms push us down and crush us. We should be rising higher and higher because families are being torn apart. I did a celebration of life service for a lady that I had gone to high school with back a number of years ago. And, and you know, they, they went their way and I went mine. And we, but the, the family members had remembered me and the, the, the children contacted me and asked me if I'd do the service. I couldn't travel there, so I said, the only way I can do it is through video. Well, while I was doing the service, I threw in some things. I didn't know who was attending the celebration of life service for this person that I knew when I was a teenager. I didn't know who was attending. I didn't know their background. I didn't even know a lot about her background other than when we were kids. But I couldn't help but sow some seeds in that message about eternity and how we need to be people that have the capacity and foundation to forgive those that have wronged us. I didn't know what they would think about what I had to say, but I was asked. So when I was asked to say something, I always in any time whatsoever have to tell people. And of course you can see when you're attending a celebration of life and they did have the person's body at the front, you can see their life is over and so but many times people think, that's them. That's not me. Well, it's true. <clears throat> that is them and it's not you. But your day is coming. And that's what I told them. So you want to be ready for that day when that day comes. Am I right? So many have moved the boundaries of what's right and what's wrong and set the, their own bar of being a Christian where they want to be instead of what God's Word says. See, God didn't give you the right or me the right to set the bar of what's right and what's wrong. He told us through his word. He told Adam and Eve what was right and what was wrong. He set the bar. Adam and Eve chose not to follow God's directions 
and look at the problem it brought. You and I are still suffering for the decision that Adam and Eve made. So, and even though Jesus has come and redeemed us, there's still things in life you and I endure that we wouldn't have to endure if we had only been the seed of two people that never sinned. But they chose to move the bar. And when they moved the bar, look what happened. Let's come back to the right level. And let's operate off of God's choice rather than sometimes our flesh. Now, I've not arrived. I'm not where I want to be. But I'm pressing towards the mark that in 2022... I'll be better at the end of February than I am at the end of January. Somebody said, oh, come on. Yes, I want to be better at the end of March than I am at the end of January. See, that's my desire. I hope the same for you. Now, I'm going to read from Philippians chapter 3. got about five verses I'm going to read here. And I, I hope you'll go home and read these verses again and you that are viewing with us in a part of the service. I hope that You'll read these and won't just listen to me read, and you'll read the Word of God to help you become strong, not just to hear me read it. Philippians 3, verse 10 and 5, and so I'm going to read this out of the Amplified Bible, the, the classic edition, and it says, For my determined purpose is that I may know Him, that I may progressively become more deeply and in intimately acquainted with him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly, and that I may in the same way come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection which exerts over believers, and that I may so share his sufferings to be continually transformed in spirit into his likeness even, to his death in the hope. Wow. I could close right now and say go home. We've had a great service just by reading that verse of Scripture. But it goes on. He said that if it possible, I may attain to the spiritual and moral resurrection that lifts me out from among the dead, even while in the body. Now, he's talking about out of the deadness of sin is what he mentions there and what he means. Then he went on to say, not that I have attained this idea or have already been made perfect, but I press on to lay hold on the hold of, grasp, and make my own, that for which Christ Jesus, the Messiah, has laid hold of me and made me his own. I do not consider, brethren, that I have captured and made it my own yet. But one thing I do, it is one aspiration, forgetting what lies behind and straining to what is ahead. I press toward the goal to win the supreme and heavenly price to which God in Christ Jesus is calling us upward. So let those of us who are spiritually mature and fully grown have this mind and hold these convictions. And if in any respect you have a different attitude of mind, God will make this clear to you also. Wow. What a passage of inspiration from God's word to you and me.
to better ourselves daily instead of allowing our flesh to listen and we take all this in us and then we become a ball of mixture and we could explode any minute. But when we have the base, we have it sound and strong. When all of this comes, we're able to have the shield of faith. So when the fiery darts come, the darts hit the shield rather than getting all inside of us and we become that mixture that I just said and we explode when things go wrong. No, I believe that Paul's made it very clear. He said, I've not, uh, he said, I've not arrived. And I want to say to you, I'm not saying that God nor I expect us to be perfect. I don't think that's going to happen to any one of us if you want me to know, tell you the truth. We're humans. We're not going to be perfect. We're, we're flesh. We're flawed. We have flaws. So I'm not saying that I expect or God expects us to be perfect. He expects us to be better. He expects us when we learn something to apply it. Why did you go to, why did you go to school? Why did you go to you that have gone to universities and colleges? Why did you go? You went to learn, and then you were tested every time about what you've learned. Well, it's the same way in the kingdom of God. We learn through life, but yet then those tests come. Satan brings things and tests us to see. And if you're on that rock, you got your character established, you come through. You pass the test. You know, I, I want to say again, I've not yet arrived, but I keep pressing to do better today than I was yesterday. My prayer is we will want to learn about God's love and be more like in Him in our daily decisions and how we should treat others. Wow. I talk about that a lot. And you know, my wife and I are just ordinary people. We're just ordinary people. We love people. And sometimes people come and people go that she was explaining a few minutes ago. We've learned, we've learned that if people make choices and decisions we'd rather they didn't, that that's their choice. That's not ours. And so what we have to do is keep ourselves right, not judge somebody else about their choices and their decisions when they go away. I just know one thing. I love you. Seriously, I'm not different. I'm different than you. You're not better than me. I'm not better than you. We're all equal in the sight of God. But when that blood cleanses us and makes us whole, we're no longer the old person we were. We become a new person in Christ Jesus. You know, I, I know this is, We've had a lot of talk about Martin Luther King, and that's not why I'm going to say this because of Black History Month. That's not got anything to do with my statements that I'm going to make here about Martin Luther King. I just happen to admire him, and I believe that he was a man of character. And I believe that I look back, and, and you know, and I'm old enough, and I remember the day of Martin Luther King's assassination. I remember where I was. He was in Memphis, Tennessee. And I was in Tennessee at the same time. 
And it was a very sad day for me personally because I really believed that he did what he did not with violence. He never, he never caused problems. He was a man that did what he did. He wanted to change the perception that many people had that was evil and wrong in the way they treated people. He wasn't trying just to bring attention to himself. He was trying to bring attention to wrong, to hate, to evil, and how we can change wrong and evil if you choose to change. And there were those evil people that hated what he stood for so much. They thought they hated him. But really, it wasn't Martin Luther King they were hating. They were hating what he stood for. And so today, when we have racial tensions or anything of that nature, I don't believe we hate one another or we're, we're, we have all these tensions. Actually, we hate the spirit that we're warring against. And so therefore, we do what we do, people that make the wrong decisions. But Martin Luther King, I remember, folks, I'm old enough to remember the things that happened. He didn't cause violence and uh, rioting and things of this nature. He was such a man of character and honor. And he said this. I love it. He said, I decided to stick with love. Hate is too great a burden to bear. Hate is just as injurious to the hater as it is to the hated. Like an unchecked cancer, hate corrodes the personality and eats away its vital unity. Many of our inner conflicts are rooted in hate. Hate is too great of a burden to bear. Wow. Yes, if we're going to do it, let's do it well. And then he said this, and I put several quotes together here. They're not all one, but I've compiled them together. And he said, let no man pull you as low to hate him. Let us not seek to satisfy our thirst for freedom by drinking of the cup of bitterness and hatred. Now, this is Martin Luther King back in the 60s. So people need to listen to what Martin Luther King said in the 60s. He said, without love, there is no reason to know anyone, for love will in the end connect us to our neighbors and our children and our own hearts. He went on to say, and I know you've heard this quote, I have a dream that my four children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. They won't be judged by the content, by their color of their skin, but by the content of their character. There's that word again. His life was a demonstration of his character. His character took him to losing his life, but his character did that so that it would open the eyes. And his death brought much, it brought much pain. It still brings us pain. But his death also brought us many changes through the world. Now, I'm not trying to get into 
race problems that we have today because I don't want to get into that. There's too much good to say about the good things God has done. I mean, I could tell you some stories of how the Ku Klux Klan used to come in my meetings because I had a mixed audience and how they used to burn flags and uh, rags and blood and I shoot through the tent, put tacks in our parking lot, and one meeting over 600 people got flat tires. I mean, I don't want to get into that. Just a little story to tell you that I'm on the right side and they didn't like the side that I was on. I was the one that would cut the rope, and, and the Ku Klux Klan didn't like it when I cut the rope, but I cut it anyway. may not have been wisdom, but it was fun. He went on to say, the true measure of a man is not how he behaves in moments of comfort and convenience, but how he stands at the time of controversy and challenges. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Wow. Now, I, I could stand here probably for another 30 minutes and give you quotes like this, but I'm going to move on. Thank you, Martin. You, you were part of my sermon today. Thank you for helping me, and I hope you're looking down. I'm talking about you, sir. Good, good talk about you, sir. See, a person of strong character cares about others. They're constantly thinking about how they can help others. That's my desire, is to teach you by demonstration, by doing it first. Whether I ever say it, I just said it, but whether I say it that often or not, you could say, well, they're really interested in seeing people have a better life here on the earth. And then, especially when it comes to the end, be ready to meet Jesus at the end. See, last week I said, I said that talent is a gift, but character is a choice. And my main mission is, in life is to really tell you the truth, be developing my character. Did you hear what I just said? You said, well, I thought your mission was to help people. It is, but how can I help people without first having the foundation, the character, the place where to stand? So when, that, when friction comes, that I don't let the friction change me. I'm already knowing who I am, so the friction can't change me. Only God's word is what changes me. See, this is more important, keeping my character right, it's more important than my ministry. See, some people are more interested in what their ministry looks like than who they are. But I'd rather be a person that knows who I am and that can stand on that rock and that foundation rather than to say, ooh, that Don Clowers, he's something else. No, I want people to say, Don Clowers, when he walked in a room, didn't take the spotlight, but he made me feel better than I was when he walked out. See, I've learned with people who have a proven track record um, in the areas of integrity and concern uh, that you can feel safe when you're around them. And that's what really Pastor Sharon and I want, is when people come through these doors or they watch us on television or Internet, whatever we happen to be on, that people can feel safe because we know we're not there to get glory. We're there to help you rise to a level of faith and confidence in God and be ready to meet the challenges of today. 
You know, if you're continually desiring to improve your life, you'll be drawn to people of character. See, I believe, I believe this. I believe that godly character is contagious. I know I desire to be around people that I know that are good. I choose my friends very carefully. I'm, I'm around a lot of people that, that has a lot of flaws, like myself, but I'm really watchful of who I spend my time with because the Bible says evil company in Corinthians chapter 15, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he said evil, evil people corrupt good character. So I'm very watchful of who I spend my time with. I do spend my time with people that are not of my circle, but I do that to show them a light, to show them love. Not that I'm better than you. I just got a light, and I want to help you improve your life. See, let me ask you the question. Are people drawn to you, or are they repelled? What are they? Are, are people drawn to you? And then let me ask again another question. If people are drawn to you, why are they drawn to you? Are they drawn because of your gift and your talent, or are they drawn because of your character? I think it's good to ask yourself that question. Why are they connecting with, with me? Is it because they think I got some money and I can give them, I've got status and I got influence and I can help them? Is it because I'm not too strong in my character and we just like hanging around and doing stuff? And so I want to be around somebody that's doing stuff. No, you don't. You want to be around people that's doing right. Amen. Amen. Now, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 9 and, and this comes again from the Passion Translation. And you that have a hard time with different translations, just put your ear up. Close your ears up right now. Because the different translations that I study, I go back to the King James and go back to the Hebrew and the Greek to see what it says. And so when I find in a different translation that it says it better than one of the other versions said it, because King James was just a man. King James was just a man, and he was intelligent, but he interpreted that the King James Version, and some people think that's what my mama thought was the only version there was, and um, when I read these different versions, um, when I'd read these different versions, sometimes my mama would just kind of look and roll her eyes, but anyway, <laughs> see, there's a lot of things in life that we can't control, but our decisions decide who we really are. To build character is always a choice because it depends on how you respond to life situations. Crisis doesn't necessarily make our character, but it reveals it. Adversity in our life is where a person chooses a path, character or compromise. And the time is always now to do what's right. Let me repeat a phrase I said last, last week. Your character, not your, not your accomplishments or your acquisitions, determine your legacy. Let me say it again. Your character, not your accomplishments and acquisitions, determine your legacy. Your character determines that. Amen? Amen. Abraham Lincoln said, 
Nearly all men can stand adversity, but if you want to test a man's character, give him power. D.L. Moody said, character is what you are in the dark. Someone else said, it's what you do when you think no one is looking. I told you last week, and I know this sounds a little silly, that we really don't need shades and blinds and shutters in our house and drapes. We really don't need it because of the life we live at home is the one we live here. We only need it at certain times, and I think you can interpret that one. Um, so what I'm saying is, when you see Don and Sharon Clowers that experienced life or on a stage somewhere in the world, you're seeing the same person you would meet if you came to our home. Right. We're the same. And some people have different faces. And you know, this is the day that we wear masks. And I'm not critical of the mask, so don't anybody think, get, 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 get hyped up here and say, where are you going? I'm just making a point. Too many times people hide behind a mask. People's faces are so beautiful. That's the only thing I really hate about the mask. I can't see the beauty in a lot of people today because their face is covered. Now, I'm not critical of that because it's a time when uh, th this is what's happening in our world that uh, we need to understand. But I want to say that the true character of a person is revealed when they're in the midst of unjust treatment, when the anger of another is lashing out or falsely accusing them and inflicting undeserved pain. How many times have all of us had undeserved pain inflicted upon us by someone that was very, very fleshly hurting us? But strong, when people, will, when people violate, your character will determine what you do. Think about what I just said. When people violate you, you know, I often talk about Joyce Meyer not because of her statue of being a well-known person, just the fact that we know her personally. And I met Joyce before she went into the ministry and had a particular part in her beginnings, and I'm grateful that God brought our path together. But the damage that was done to Joyce through her father, I could not imagine her pain. I've told her many times that we've been in conversations over the years, and been in many places together. She stayed in our home many times. We've stayed in hers. And, and I'm fortunate to have been on her board for many years. Um, and I've watched her ministry when mine was here and, and she was just starting. But now I've watched her ministry do this and mine be here. Um, but I've watched her as she's not changed as the success has come. Because in the beginning, I remember us having a conversation if you can't handle where you are. I remember her coming to me and talking. My pastor is younger than I. He doesn't have the wisdom that I have. She went on and on and on. I said, Joyce, if you can't handle a younger man being in authority over you now, how are you going to stand and minister to multitudes? She didn't like what I said. She told me later. She said, I always hated when you told me that. But now look at her, because she was a damaged person. But somewhere, the damage and the pain she had 
she brought in godly character. And her godly character helped her to forgive her abusive father. And I remember the day she led him to the Lord and baptized him in water and then took care of him when he was in ill health. That's what character will do. Amen. Amen. Strong godly character endures storms and has the ability to react in love no matter what other people do. Listen, and I'm, I'm, uh, Cheryl, I hope you got this put on the screens. When a person is living with godly character, they demonstrate love, compassion, humility, compatibility, not competition, and contention. Where character is lacking, there's always continual conflict with family and others. Character is the will to do what's right as defined by God, regardless of personal cost. Now, I'm not telling you to put your, in yourself when you know better to put yourself into abuse again or to maintain a relationship with someone that, let me use a term, crazy. <laughs> you know, be smart enough to forgive and just let them go and live their life. Hey, God didn't say we have to reconcile and have the same friends again if they're not going to change. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's all about getting you right regardless of who's wrong. Now, I'm not saying I'm right and you're wrong. I didn't say that. I said getting ourselves right regardless of who's wrong. Is that right? Now, a person should be more concerned about their character than their reputation. Some people are always worried about their reputation. I used to be, when I was younger, I used to be concerned, and I still, I want a good reputation. Don't mis misunderstand me. But listen to what I'm going to say. You may hurt and damage my reputation. In the process, though, you can't take my character from me. You may take my reputation and ruin it and smear it somewhere wrongly. And a pastor, a preacher did that over 40-something years ago. He got up on the radio and because he didn't, because I confronted him with sin. And I was younger, and I would have done it differently today, but I, I made a few mistakes in my confrontation. I didn't go to the people. I went to him directly. And since he knew I knew, he was afraid that I may say something. So he went on the air and smudged me and said a lot of things about me. And my, I lost people that was attending our meetings. But you know what? I, I struggled through that, and sometimes I got mad at him and wanted to go take his head off and tell God he died by an accident. <laughs> but you know, I, I finally come to the place of reading Mark 11 and 25 when God said to forgive him, and I did. I forgave him, and then it made no difference to me what he said anymore. When our son was killed... Uh, uh, when our son was killed, he said, well, that's the judgments of God upon him because he's no, no, no longer associating with us. Well, you know, nobody's got the, nobody's got the right to tell you um, what circle you can be in. Be led by the Holy Ghost to be in the right one. Amen? Amen. Now, as I said, you may hurt or get your character, 
your, your reputation damaged, and he tried to damage my character. And when I repented of my wrong, then God began to elevate me. And then we watched him go this direction. Now, I didn't do that. God did that because I chose not to walk in his steps. I chose to walk in God's steps. It was not easy. It was not easy. I wanted to use this in a different way. <laughs> oh, somebody put a picture over there or put something over the clock. I'm going to wrap this up as quickly as I can. David, come and help me up here so I'll quit preaching. I love to see people with gifts and talents in the body of Christ. I really do. I love to see it. But when their character does not equal their talents and their gifts, they're only opening the door for failure and disappointments. I really love it when I can look at someone and say, and I've said this to Joyce Meyer and Dave Meyer many years ago, I, I really love and appreciate who you are more than what you do. I really, I'm so grateful for the people that I can say that to. I appreciate who you are more than what you can do. Amen? Well, I have so much more, but time won't allow. Let me just say this. Husbands and wives, fathers and mothers, sons and daughters, and friends, they watch their relationships fall apart completely over seemingly insignificant issues because they're unwilling to submit or do what's right. I just said you don't have to take a lot of stuff. I just said that in a different way. But one thing we have to do is important for us to do is for us to get ourselves right. See, character is the main ingredient that allows our personalities to mesh. Where there's a deficiency in character, we pay the price in our relationships. The length of your your, your relationships, a lot of time, defines your character. Think about that. Sometimes the length of your relationship with others is because of where your character is. So we want to make sure that our relationship is right with God first, then we can keep it right with others. You know, uh, as I close, I've asked David and the group here to do something for you and for me. And you know, I like, I like lighthouses. I don't know about you, but I, I used to go to Halifax, Nova Scotia a lot. And there was a, there's a church there I preached in many, many times over the years. And by the way, Halifax is a great city. I love Halifax, and I love going and sitting in the restaurants on the ocean and 
having the fresh seafood and so forth. But they got several lighthouses around Halifax. And I used to go to those lighthouses and sometimes when it was getting dark and watch the beacon light as it was going out. I just love the fact of, oh, there's some lighthouses. Oh, how neat. What a pleasant surprise for me. Look at that lighthouse. Look at it. Isn't it beautiful? You said, that's ugly. No, it's got a light, so it has to be beautiful. Wow. Look at the roaring sea. Look at the cloud. But the lighthouse is still standing. God wants us to be a lighthouse. But I think about it, you know, of the boats and the ships, when they're tossed in the sea, and they finally see the beacon light shining out. Different shipmates and people on the ship or the boat said, we're near the shore. We're near safety. I see the lighthouse. God wants us to be lighthouses that we are beacon lights. When the storm, I, I, I've seen pictures and I've got pictures of lighthouses where it's dark and the seas are rough. But the lighthouse is shining through the darkness. That's what you and I are to this world. We're the lighthouse that shines through the darkness. You know, I, I think about the old song that I've asked David to do for me today. and I hope you'll join in because this is for me. I'm being selfish here. This is for me. But I want to share it. With you, I know y'all are going to do it, but it's really for me. My birthday. <laughs> Our birthday. It's your birthday. So this is my birthday present along with the others, but I really want you to enjoy. And it says, there's a lighthouse on the hillside that overlooks life's sea. When I'm tossed, it sends out a light that I might see. And the light that shines in darkness now will safely lead us forward. If it wasn't for the lighthouse, my ship would be no more. Now, I'm not stealing their thunder. I'm just telling you why I ask them to do this. It seems that, and I'll tell you the truth. I'll tell you the truth. Last week I was talking about this a little bit, and David Carpenter ran out and got the words to this song because he was wanted to be ready in case I wanted it. And he told me about it after service. I said, thanks for telling me after <laughs> that you went out and got the words. He said, well, Pastor, I always want to be prepared if you, if you want or need something in a service or outside of the service. I want to help but this, this is another verse. It seems that everyone about us says, tear that old lighthouse down. The big ships just don't pass this way anymore. So there's no use in standing round. That my mind goes back to that one dark and stormy night when just in time I saw the light. Yes, it was the light from the lighthouse 
that stands there on the hill. There's a lighthouse on the hillside that overlooks life's sea. When I'm tossed about, it sends out a light. In the darkness now will safely lead a soul. And if it wasn't for the lighthouse, my ship would be no more. John McKee, I seen that everyone that's all about us is tear that old lighthouse down for the ships just don't pass this way anymore there's no use in it standing round and then my mind goes back to that stormy night when just in time I saw that light it was the light from that old lighthouse that stands upon the hill. And I thank God for the lighthouse. I owe my life to Him for Sing a, a verse in the chorus again.
But my whole point of the message I hope you got today was the closing of that song. If it wasn't for the lighthouse, where would that ship be? Where would my ship, where would this ship be? And so I pray that that's your prayer, that you'll be a lighthouse that someone can say to you, because your light shined when I was in the dark, my ship was rescued. You rescued me by your light. I often say this, that you and I are the only Jesus that the world will ever see. And if our character does not continue to develop to be the kind of character of Christ, that's what the world sees about Jesus. We want the world to see Jesus as a healer, a deliverer, a savior that causes us to live godly lives. And I know I sometimes take long and I want it done again. But this is a song that I could listen to probably for an hour. I won't, I won't ask them to do it for an hour. Bear with me. <laughs> it's my birthday made us up. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Dawn. Thank you, Karen. It's my birthday. And Pastor Sharon's birthday. It's our birthday. But I'm the one up here indulging right now. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You bring Pastor Sharon up here to stand by. You both are lighthouses for us. You both are a beacon of light for this church and this world. Both of you are. Praise the Lord. Go ahead. Well, there's a lighthouse on a hillside. And it overlooks life's sea. When I'm tossed about, it sends out a light. That I might see And the light that shines in darkest night Will safely lead us all over Cause if it wasn't for the lighthouse Oh, this ship, this ship, this ship, this ship, this ship, this ship. Oh, yes. This ship would be no more, and I thank God for the house. I owe my life to Him. Jesus is the lighthouse, and
Thank you. Thank you. Keith, you just added that extra little. It's not little, but you added the extra with the harmonica. And I don't think I told David, but the sax is my favorite. My favorite. My favorite. Well, I want to pray with everybody here, and I want to pray with our audience that somehow the message today will resonate in your heart and your life. That's whatever you're warring with, that somehow you'll be the best you could to be like the Apostle Paul when he said, I'm crucified. Well, we've not come to the place we've crucified our flesh. I have not. But I want us to come to the place where we say, Lord, help me to crucify my flesh to where I can be more like you. If you're viewing or you're in this building, you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, I want you to pray this prayer behind me and then I'm going to pray for everybody. Dear Lord, I come to you now. Dear Lord, I come to you now. I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to forgive me. Of my wrong. All my sin. All my sin. Help me from this day forward. Help me from this day forward. To be more conscientious. Be more conscientious. About how I live. About how I live. How I treat others. Jesus, Jesus, I want your nature, want your, nature. Your, mind, your mind, your thoughts. Your thoughts. I, want walk in faith I want to walk in faith every day. Every day. Help, me not to look back, Help me not to look back, but to only look forward. To only look forward. Thank, you, Thank you, Jesus, for coming into my heart. I accept you now. I make you Lord and Savior of my life. Now, Father, today I have spoken your word and I have done my best to declare your goodness to people. And I know we have people with us in many different parts of the world this morning, and those that will view on different apps later. I pray that as they hear the message and those that have heard it, that it won't be just words to them, but, Father, that it will be inspiration, love, encouragement to stand taller and better and let the light of Jesus shine through them. Thank you for your blessings and for your anointing. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Bless you so much. Would you close today, David, with the lighthouse one more time? I thank God for the lighthouse.